You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. Nailing it to the cross, what that means is the credit card, all of our sin, every bit of past sin, present sin, future sin, done. It's amazing. If I said this before, it's amazing grace. What an incredible gift salvation is. Pastor Danny will describe it in detail today, the whole plan that God laid out at the beginning of the world. He knew that sin would be a problem. He knew we'd be separated from Him because of that sin. God knew every single person, regardless of race, gender, or age, would need help. So He sent His Son. Jesus died so that you don't have to. He took that punishment that all your sin deserves. And now you can have a relationship with your Creator because of grace. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Romans chapter 3 as he continues his message, Amazing Grace. Before this faith came, we were held prisoners by the law, locked up until faith should be revealed. So the law was put in charge. Another translation says the law was like a tutor, like a teacher, put in charge to tutor us, to lead us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. Point number four is simply this. The purpose of the law is not to get you to heaven. The purpose of the law is not to give you righteousness. No, the purpose of the law is exactly the opposite. The purpose of the law is to show you your your unrighteousness. Now, he points out in another place that there's nothing wrong with the law. The problem is not the law. The problem is us. The problem is the world. The law was put in charge to lead us to Christ. One more time, say it again. The law was put in charge to lead us to Christ. Here's the truth. I'll never be righteous based on my obedience to the law. Say that with me. I will never be righteous based on my obedience to the law. Nothing wrong with the law. It's holy. It's good. It represents God's standard of righteousness. And whenever I'm put up against God's standard of righteousness, I'm in trouble. Galatians, that section says that the law becomes then a curse to us. God damn the world because of sin. 
Never be made righteous by the law. But look at chapter 3, verse 21. Oh, my goodness. But now a righteousness from God apart from law. I underline that. That's a very important statement. Apart from law. A righteousness from God apart from law. Has nothing to do with law. Has nothing to do with the obedience to, to a law or a command. Has been made known. Really. To which the law and the prophets testify. Law and the prophets, he's saying the Old Testament. The Old Testament reveals, testifies to a righteousness from God that has nothing to do with the law. Point number five, righteousness apart from law revealed in the law. That's about a series of messages over several weekends because you could look at passage after passage after passage that you could find in the Old Testament revelation, truth about a righteousness that God is offering but it's not connected with law and obedience to law. Genesis 3, first man, first woman, Adam, Eve, in paradise, all expenses paid, they blow it. One command, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They both do. They become sinners. They hide from God, which is a crazy thought, but we still try to do it. They hide from God. God comes in the cool of the day. Where are you, Adam? And he answers, well, I heard you and I hid. Well, what is it that you have done? Have you eaten from the tree that I told you not to eat from? And that wonderful husband answer, the woman you gave me. <laughs> he blames God and the woman. If you'd given me a different woman, it would have never happened. He doesn't come clean. He doesn't confess. And after the encounter that God has with Adam and Eve and confronting them and now their sinfulness and they're trying to cover their nakedness, which they can't do adequately. And then you know what it says? When they tried to cover themselves with fig leaves, didn't work. God then clothed them with animal skin. If I'm going to roll the dice and throw my bet down, I would bet it's lambskin. And God gave them righteousness credit because something else died in their place. Because God had told them the day you sin, when you sin, the soul that sins, you're going to die. But they didn't die. They eventually would die physically, but something died in their place and God clothed them. Abraham, through you and your seed, a child that's going to come through your lineage, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And then Abraham and his wife get too old physically to have kids. And then God does a miracle. And Sarah has a miraculous conception and then a birth. 
Now, it's not the Christ, but he's representative of the Christ. And Isaac is born. When Isaac becomes a young man, Abraham is told, take him up on Mount Moriah, which just so happens to be where Mount Calvary is. And sacrifice your son, your one and only son whom you love. And you know the story. He picked up the knife, and he's getting ready to slay his own son. And God says, wait, wait. And the literal Hebrew is God will provide himself a sacrifice. I mean, you go through, and it's one story after another. David, man after God's own heart, but look at his sin. Look at his sin. One night stand with Bathsheba. She gets pregnant trying to cover it up, murders her husband. Under the law, guess what? He deserved to die. And then God said, look, I'm not going to give you what you deserve. And he pours out grace to him. And he writes that wonderful psalm. And he says, blessed is the man who, whose sin the Lord won't count against him. And one example after another, and I don't have time to go into them, but all through the law, Isaiah 118, though your sins are like crimson, they'll be as white as snow. <laughs> it's grace. It's mercy. The high priest in Zechariah chapter 3 is standing there next to Satan. Satan's accusing him, saying, look how dirty you are, and you're the high priest. You're the biggest religious guy here. And then God steps in, and the angel of the Lord says, take off his dirty clothes and put clean clothes on him and put a clean turban on his head. And just by the grace of God, all of a sudden, this high priest who's dirty becomes clean just because of the grace of God. It's all through the Old Testament. I could spend the rest of the time on point five, but then you'd never get to dinner. So, man, righteousness apart from law. Man, let that sink in. Righteousness that God is offering that has nothing to do with my obedience to even a good command, even a righteous law. It's a gift. Romans 3, verse 22. (laughs) This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. (laughs) And are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. He did this, catch this, to demonstrate his justice. Ooh. Because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. What is he talking about there? What he's saying is God is both prosecuting attorney and defense lawyer. God is both the originator of the holy law and also the originator of the Savior who kept the law for our sake and then died in our place to pay for our sins. It's amazing. 
It's absolutely amazing. It, it's amazing grace. Tells us before Christ actually gave himself on the cross, anybody else who put their faith in the coming Savior was saved on credit. Abraham believed God in regard to the coming seed, the Christ. Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. One of the most simple illustrations I've heard years and years ago, and, you know, if you have a debt and you can't pay it, and I got the American Express heavenly gold, you know, and I got no limit, and I said, give me your bill, and I take your bill, and I take that American Express card, and one transaction, one trend, boom, boom, your whole bill, boom, approved, <laughs> accepted. <laughs> Jesus, when he hung on the cross and he breathed his last, just before he breathed his last, he said, it is finished. Approved, <laughs> accepted, <laughs> it's done. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I got some verses. I got some verses that if you don't say them with me, uh, listen, this is just amazing. Amazing, amazing grace. Get this first one. Let's say it together from Romans chapter 8. We're jumping ahead a little bit, but here we go. You ready? And so he condemns sin in sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us. Let it sink in for a minute. 2 Corinthians 5.21, you ready? Here we go. Say it loud. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That's amazing grace. Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. Here's what Paul said. Say it together. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away. Nailing it to the cross. Nailing it to the cross, what that means is the credit card. All of our sin. Every bit of it. Past sin. Present sin. Future sin. Done. It's amazing. Have I said this before? It's amazing grace. It's absolutely amazing grace. There's so many other verses. So. Yeah, I'll give you one more really good one. Come on, let's say this when you're ready. We have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. One transaction. Done deal. I've developed this habit, and I'm recommending it to you because it's a wonderful way to go to sleep. And every night for the last, I don't know, couple of years or something. I don't, I don't shout it out. You know, I don't tell my wife, that's what I'm saying to the Lord. But every night as I lay in bed before I go to sleep, I thank God for sending Jesus. And I thank Jesus for dying on the cross for my sins. 
And then I thank him for saving me when I was young, 19 years old. When I got saved, I thought I was old. <laughs> I thought I'd lived a long life, you know, but it seemed like it at the time. I want to be thanking him every day. Verse 27, Romans chapter 3, we're almost done. Where then is boasting? It's excluded. On what principle? On that observing the law? In other words, no, but on that of faith. For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from observing the law. Is God the God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles too? Yes, of Gentiles too. Since there is only one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through that same faith. And so point number seven, salvation for all. By faith. The whole world is guilty and the whole world has an opportunity to be saved, to become righteous by faith in Jesus. It's so simple, but it's so profound. Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 2, For it is by grace you've been saved through faith, and it's not from yourselves. It's a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. But that brings us to our final point. And it's simply one final important reminder. And that's verse 31. Do we then nullify the law by this faith? Not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. That's a very, very important final point. I think everybody's been listening, and I think we got the point. Even if you already knew it, boy, we need to be reminded of it, don't we? Salvation is by grace through faith has nothing to do with obedience to a law, even a good law, even a righteous law. But let's not forget that while we're saved by grace through faith, and I thank God every night for my salvation, the law is our goal. I'll never get to heaven by obedience to the law, and yet the law is the standard of holiness. That's what we want to be like. That's what we long to be like. And if you really know Jesus as Lord and Savior, you're not just taking for granted <laughs> that you're saved by grace through faith. Paul the Apostle, I'm almost done. This is the last point. But listen to what he says. When we get to Romans chapter 7, you hear this, this man who has been gloriously saved. You know, you, you know about his testimony, thinking he's doing God a service by persecuting Christians and then on the Damascus road to persecute more of them. He gets gloriously saved, it sees Jesus Christ in his resurrected state and then becomes one of the greatest apostles. One of the greatest apostles. But he so wanted to be perfect. He so wanted to live every day in obedience to the Ten Commandments. 
and to the standard of righteousness that is God's standard of holiness. Look at what he says. Verse 24, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then he opens chapter 8. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You know, one of the messages I did years ago, I think we might have done it here, is from Romans chapter 7 where Paul is revealing his struggle every day with wanting to live righteously and yet being imperfect. And encouraged, encouraged that he's saved by grace through faith and yet, yet challenged every day with the mistakes he still makes and the frustration. And I called it schizo-Christian. And I realized after doing it years ago that that is the normal Christian life. It's that struggle of every day, every day, not totally measuring up, but if you really love Christ and really want to live for God, you want, you want to be like him. Because Jesus, I think we all know this, but I'll say it in closing. The law here, grace by faith here, thank God it's here. But Jesus is the only one that can stand here and say, I've kept the law. He's the only living human being (laughs) that's obeyed every single step of the way, every single thought in his life, every single day, never messed up. And we get his righteousness by faith. And thank God every day for amazing grace. And then make it your desire. Even though we're not going to get there until he gives us new bodies because we're going to need to have a new body that doesn't have sin dwelling in the members. That's why we can't live up to it. We got sin dwelling in the members of our body. And that's why we still fail. But the desire is, oh, the longing is the one day we're going to be like Christ in every way. No more struggle with sin. No more struggle with temptation. No more having to say, I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> we're going to be perfect. One last scripture. Say it with me. Here we go. By one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Doesn't that really sum it up to close it out? I've been made perfect by faith in Jesus Christ. By faith in Jesus Christ, I can stand here, and because of my faith in Jesus Christ, I can say I am as righteous by faith as Jesus Christ is righteous. Because He's imputed to me because of what he did on the cross, his righteousness. But practically speaking, God's still working on me every day, every day. Because even though I'm righteous by faith in his sacrifice, God's molding me daily to become more like him practically. We are being made whole. Perfect by faith, 
sanctified by grace. Thanks for joining us today to study the Book of Romans here on The Living Word with Pastor Danny Hodges. You can hear this message again or more of Pastor Danny's teachings at our website, ccfstpete.church. Just look under the Resources tab and click on Teachings. We'd also like to encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on the latest videos. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or would simply like to talk with us, feel free to send us an email. Our address is info at ccfstpete.church. Again, that email address is info at ccfstpete.church. Be sure to let us know how we can be praying for you when you send us that email. If you're in or near the St. Petersburg area, we would be happy to meet you in person. We invite you to join us for our weekly church services at Calvary Chapel Fellowship. Check out our website for service times and all the information you need to join us. In addition to our in-person services, we also live stream each service. So don't let distance hold you back from worshiping with us this weekend. Find out more on our website. Once again, that's ccfstpete.church. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to tune in again next time as Pastor Danny continues to teach through the book of Romans right here on The Living Word.